energy right here, bro. Keep up, sorry. Where we at, baby? Mercedes-Benz, tattoo on my lady friends, Nipsey on they titties, more game than ESPN, I turn these hoes to lesbians, make her fuck her best of friends, get here for one hour, smoke the blunt and catch my second wind, hopping off my tour, but she probably just had sex with him, she's out of your possession, you cannot protect her, this is so true, that's my best, I'm gonna pull over here and beat us up, like, titties, titties, big ass titties, big ass motherfucking titties, big ass titties. What's happening? What's happening? What's happening? What's the deal? Episode 60. It only made sense, man. It only made episode, sense bro. to start the 60th episode with Neighborhood Nip. Um, Honestly, I didn't really like... That song, is, that song got me through. That song got me across the stage. <laughs> that was all of 2011. I played that shit legitimately every day going to campus. Two fingers and a thumb. Bro, bro a degree. Um, shit. Shit. <laughs> Put that shit on the motherfucking t-shirt, goddamn it! Right? Um, I don't know, man. This is this is a weird week. I guess it's only right that we start with neighborhood nip the 60th episode. It's kind of like a real street culture episode. This one. Oh, well, you like need somebody good to balance some of this shit the fuck out. Like, you gotta have somebody because the game has been fucked up this week, ladies and gentlemen. Um, let's go ahead and do introductions real quick. If this is your first time, it's EJ, it's TJ. What's happening? What's happening? Just a dope ass show. Just a dope ass podcast. Welcome, welcome. Um, Don't bad shit. I also want to say, like, shout out to everybody in the gang, bro. Like, we just we just came off of like motherfucking showcase and shit. Like, yeah, I really man, feel first like before we start getting into, the I do shit, really man, feel like out. we got the keys to the city a little bit. Like. Shout out to the gang, man. Uh, last weekend was good weekend. Um, showcase and pool party. Keith and Jackie and the team did it up real nice and amazing. Want to thank everybody. That was a great introduction. Like that was our first time really getting to kick it with the whole team, and it was a real beautiful thing. Everybody was real dope and welcoming. I missed the pool party on Sunday, but Saturday Saturday was an event. Look, bro, I was I don't got no excuse, y'all, bro. I was face down, like <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was like slumped. Crown was like, "Hey, oh, you wanted to party <laughs> on Saturday? Huh? You thought you thought you? Yeah, still oh, had I was it. grown. I was grown man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. You thought you was somebody and sit down. Yeah, sit down, sit down. somewhere all day. Sit down. Yeah, all day." Hold this hangover, nigga. <laughs> Hold this hangover. You thought you was put me in that Did headline. You, see, you saw Richard shit is on yeah, Netflix. Come on, my nigga. Bro, I was, I was, that, was sick the eating fuck? on that pork. <laughs> <laughs> Should have been thinking about that. You eating all that pork. <laughs> nah, yeah, I definitely woke up Sunday. It was down bad, down bad. Oh man, it was a trip. Like I wasn't even. I didn't even have like a headache. And my body was just, just like your body. Tired. Your, your body. Yeah, I was. Yeah, oh, it was an old. It was. Yeah. It wasn't a hangover from the liquor. It was a hangover bro, bro, from my age. Like you were fatigued. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You are exhausted, sir. This is exhaustion at its best. So Sunday, I was like, it's impossible for a nigga mm-hmm. to get up and think he gonna go get some water. Like do the most exhausting exercise. Oh no, I was there in spirit. I watched everybody's stories. Like, why did they like oh, they yeah. having so much fun, bro? I was watching stories <laughs> and liking pictures. Y'all all look great and amazing. <laughs> <laughs> great and amazing. Um, but, nah, definitely shout out to all of the team. Thank you to Keith 
thank you to Jackie, man. It was it was welcoming. It was an amazing experience. Yeah, shout out to whatever like special ops team got Marcus bag back. Cause yeah, <laughs> I don't know who they sent the Navy SEALs to get Marcus bag. Yeah, bro. <laughs> I don't know what Mark had in that bag. It's important stuff <laughs> in the bag. I can't important. <laughs> I can't stress enough. In the bag, important stuff. Important stuff in the bag. There's a bag of important stuff that I can. It's important. That's the point. Nigga, I thought it was like nuclear codes in a motherfucking bag. He had the launch codes in there. For some reason, Mark has the launch codes to the nuclear the nu- nuclear warheads all over the world. Mark has the launch codes, and he decided to bring them to the good news event. I'm gonna. I'm, that's what was in the bag. Mark. Mark knows. This nigga knows where. Uh, <laughs> He knows where the bodies are buried, yeah, ladies yeah, and gentlemen. You try to be, you try in to be that cool. bag was the answer to who yep. shot JFK. Um, it was where is um, Hoffa buried. Hey, he was Mark, the one nigga in the CIA was like, "Do I really have to, uh, yeah. you know, have it have it connected to my wrist? I really got to like, <laughs> can I just put it in a Nike bag? I can put it in a backpack. Okay, you know, we've been doing the suitcase thing with the handcuffs. Oh, Come on, shit. just let me put it in the backpack. It'll be fine. I promise. He knows where Edward Snowden is. <laughs> He knows it all. The answers are in Mark's I talked bag. to Tupac yesterday, guys. It's a, I can't get, it, can't get it out of here. Can't Tupac's got the flu. Yeah, I can't have that information out. Yeah, but um, no, definitely shout out shout out to everybody. Um, yeah, good vibes, good energy, good people, good news. Man. Yeah, good I was nervous, man, because you don't know these motherfuckers, man. People be weirdos and shit. So it's like, you know, I was like, all those fails, I just hang out with TJ and Crazy <laughs> Maria and shit. Like, I know them, and I fucks with them. But then everybody turned out to be cool. I was like, whew, this is, this is, this is a good deal. I'm all right. Yeah, it is a uncanny collection of cool people. I'm not even gassing. Yeah, it's rare to get that many cool motherfuckers. It's like, it's very rare to get that that collection of motherfuckers. Because when he's like, yo, we got this many shows, I'm like, somebody in here got to be, like, a piece of shit. Like, somebody in here I'm not going to like. I'm going to, like, deeply not like. <laughs> and then it's kind of like, Keith is like. On a spiritual level. Yeah, on a spiritual level. I'm not going to like you personally. And then Keith is like, nah, man, we make sure we handpick everybody. And I'm like, that's cool. There's always some asshole that slides through the cracks. Shit like that let me know that, like, me and Keith are kindred spirits on how much we don't fuck with people. Like, yeah. <laughs> Keith, nah. I think I It's got, either that or we're the assholes. Like, Keith has gotten I, it right I'm all like, the way yeah. into us. Yeah, that could be it, too. Yeah, we we might be the fuck-ups. That's cool. We might possibly be the fuck-ups. Just stand by for that one, you guys. We might only make it to episode 67. Who knows? Right, yeah. Um, I mean, you know, <laughs> I'm waiting. Like, you know, cancel. <laughs> We just, wait, we no, just go, wait no Keith to be like Ah I made a mistake y'all <laughs> Keith would be listening like Oh I did a uh, thing I fucked up What'd he say Oh they both said it Oh, oh I did a yeah. thing I, I thought the Holocaust thing. joke Was gonna get us But it didn't <laughs> The Holocaust joke didn't get it So I was like Oh yeah we good we I good. feel like I feel like that was a good move I feel like if you lead in With Holocaust like if you set the bar at Holocaust, Holocaust joke, yeah, you, it's all yeah, downhill. Yeah, 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 like what, what, what's the worst thing? What's the worst thing they could do from there? Yeah, Columbine wasn't really like. Nah. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't finish that because I don't want that to be a soundbite. It's just like somebody takes that one thing and ten they years creative later. now. So I'm just waiting yeah. on it. How do you feel about the idea? I seen Charlemagne point this out. We're gonna get to it. The title of this episode is gonna be Snitching versus Telling because I really want to get to the fact that the hip hop world has been flipped upside down by um, Teriyaki Six Nine. <laughs> This nigga boy. told on told on everybody, Look, but we gonna get to that. Daniel but. got up there and was like, "Everybody did it. <laughs> everybody gonna everybody die. Did. Pew pew. Mm-hmm. Everybody gonna die tonight." No, um, cancel culture, man. This this is something that I also want to touch on because it's something that's interesting to me, man. One thing I'm really super excited about um, is the return of Eddie Murphy. I am I am over the fucking moon about the return. Of Eddie fucking Murphy. Nice. I feel like Charlie passed and God bless the dead. That made Eddie realize that this shit 
you have to do not like even in a funny way but it was like i think he really eddie realized like damn i'm not that i'm not immortal like i think mm-hmm. charlie passing gave eddie a reminder of his mortality and i think that shit made eddie go i gotta go back out here and do this like let me do it while i can do it charlie picked up and did it when he was 40 some odd years old because it was that great and i left it when i was 20 something let me go back and do this i didn't even think about it like that i yeah. always look at it now but like i like that that take on it because i always look at it like <clears throat> you have the daves and like still the bill burrs and like you have the old guard who just are like and usually it's this is said in a bad way like the old people like they can't you know change but it's just the old niggas like no nigga i can take up my sword one last time mm-hmm. and i'm gonna just swing motherfucker like i'm gonna go like but you have to look at it bro his brother toured while having cancer his brother toured while dying paul mooney has dementia they have to take him off tour i don't know if people know that paul paul mooney officially has dementia and like he had to be, he had to be pulled off to him. Like they had to tell him, like nigga, you can't remember your jokes. Paul Mooney was going to be like, ah, motherfuckers, I don't know, I don't know what I'm, I don't know what the fuck I'm talking about today. Um, Ronald Reagan got shot today, niggas, and like, honestly, that might be a funny show. Like the, <laughs> Paul Mooney with might, dementia. Honestly, that's I so might, fucked up. I might pay money to watch the Paul Mooney dementia show as long as he doesn't just like go catatonic. But if he just gonna say shit, not right now, not right now. I wouldn't do it now. Not not that the Richard Pryor shit has dropped. With you know, they said Paul Mooney fucked Richard's son. I heard that. Um, I don't know where to go from that. I just you know, it no, just, I'm just saying like that's yeah. can, that's cancel culture back again though. Like the same guy that we talked about, like that does this the, from the old guard that does shit to the death. They're like that, that. I guess that's kind of my point is that niggas they will cancel you and like we looking at shit about how people say things. Eddie Murphy was the same man that said he went to San Francisco and the faggots was on the car. He said he said the faggots heard what I said in the first special and they was looking for me in San Francisco. He said it was I got landed at the airport and a police car pulled up. It was rear, 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 rear. He said it wasn't even it a was siren. A it was a real on faggot roof. on the top. He said it was a real faggot on the roof going rear, 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 rear. Like that joke is some shit that if somebody pulls that shit up now, like I just dropped the F-bomb three times. We hmm. might get canceled because I just dropped the F-bomb three times. And it's kind of like, why am I saying F-bomb? I just said faggot three times. And it's kind of like in context, that's like I think, I'm centering yeah, I myself. Think, and I think that's disgusting. Yeah, I don't know. I think... This cancel shit is is a bit weird to me. Like I'm, I clearly don't think anybody should just be able to get away with just saying like heinous, hateful shit. I think people should turn off their stations. That's they're, they're, that's what I'm getting to. Like yeah. I think it's a bit bathed in like super sensitivity and shit. So it's not like, is it that or is it entitlement? Might be both. Go ahead. Let me explain. Tell me why you think that is super sensitive. Like in, in ti- like entitlement might kind of like it all kind of like bleeds into each other. I don't think it's just one thing. Because do you remember a time when everything wasn't for everybody? Yes. You didn't like gay stuff, so you didn't watch gay stuff. If you didn't like pork, you just didn't eat pork. If yeah. you didn't like going to, if you didn't like drinking, you just didn't go to bars. Like now, niggas be like, I want to go to a bar, but I don't drink, and I just don't. I just don't want anybody to get really drunk around me because I don't drink. Because my mother was an alcoholic, and I still, <laughs> I still should be able to go out and have fun because I'm a woman, and I, I don't like wearing bras, and I want to dance. And you're like, holy fuck, I'm going to get drunk in my living room. Yeah, I think it's like the same thing over like, it's just people. There has to be like a balance with shit. I think the pendulum at one point was, it was, you know, hella homophobic, xenophobic, all the phobics. So, like, what was that shit you said before? Like, it was very exclusive, exclusive mm-hmm. jokes. Like, exclusive, it was very yeah. shitting on, it was a whole bunch of shitting on people. And now the whole th- culture is, like, swung the other way. Like, you have to be mad inclusive. You have to think about everybody's shit. You have to be over-inclusive. Like, I hate yeah. POC. I hate that term. Yeah, like, I, uh. It's fucking, 
I know I'm getting canceled by the end of this episode. I don't think so. Like, I mean, I guess t- that's another thing to me. Like, I think you can only get canceled if you really, really give a fuck. Like, Dave Chappelle, like, like with Dave Chappelle shit, I think it wasn't. It's not even, like, the jokes were amazingly funny, which I think they're funny. But Hilarious. Just the idea. He got a fucking 0% on Rotten Tomatoes but the, he got from a, the critics. From the critics. It was six critics, and they were, like, like picked, picked critics. Yeah, yes. See, shit like, like that. that. Like, yeah. I think I think now that, like, because uh, Joe Rogan said it, and I might be, like, fucking up the, um, the whole point he was getting to, but it was just, like, you kind of, um, like, those six, this minority are getting blown up, like, their voices. They're becoming them. Yeah. yeah, which is, like, like I said, like, with the pendulums, like, these people got overlooked, so now we're giving their voice a bit more power. And it's not, like, and you can't say it's wrong because they've been, like. It's like voice reparations. Yeah, it's it's, a, it's just, like, a weird thing of people yeah. trying, like, we just happen to feel like be in the figure it out space of. But I think that's why really we keep being left in fucked not? up spots. We're going to get back to the fact that like you have to make your brand cancel proof because I did have a point on that. But I think we're giving the, that, that comes with the like anti-bullying and the whole like equality. I am all, me and my lady get into a lot of arguments about this because I, in, in reality, when I look at it, I'm basically a fucking capitalist. Like I don't have the full capitalist manifesto memorized, but I, I take a lot of <laughs> principles from capitalism. And I'm and she's really one of like the sharing of the wealth and equality and if we'll never be billionaires and I'm like you got me fucked up if we get this Howard Stern money she's like I'm gonna give money away and I'm like if I come home and it's a hundred million dollars missing I'm going to jail and it's just like this I feel like weird I split the middle between the two of you and I do I still do like I still after I stop for a second like my but that's how I know what my heart is like my heart is or my head is capitalism my heart is like equality and equity and and sharing. And philanthropy That's and stuff, a good balance. but like my head. So when they meet at my mouth, my head, my brain is closer to my mouth than my heart is. <laughs> so my brain comes out first. And my brain's like, "Bitch, you throwing my money away!" And then my heart stops and goes, "You don't need a billion dollars." So it's just like it beats. Like my brain beats my mm-hmm. f- before my heart comes. So she knows to wait five seconds. She doesn't even respond. She'll say something, and then I'll be like, "What the fuck? You can't get her money away." And she'll just be like, "One, two, three, four, five, and then, like give my heart a chance to catch." And then I'll be like, "Oh, that's yeah." But I, it's just, I don't know what the fuck I was talking about. But I'm going to get back to this really quick. Your brand not being cancel-proof. I seen Dave, I, I see Dave, but I seen 50 Cent talking about this. The idea that he's I like, I'm just not too. susceptible to cancel. Like, I don't give a fuck. Yep. So it's like, I guess that's kind of us. Like, when I look <laughs> at, even with the station, like, I look at the landscape of the station, we're kind of just the wild, like, people from other shows come on there. Like, everybody's talking at once. And I'm like, yeah, that's just kind of how it works. It's animal <laughs> House, like, survival of the fittest, nigga. They dropped us in the jungle and we came out with new outfits. This is how it works. But to me, that is because I like the idea of like, get your point, like get your point across. Almost the, it's not soft and it's not prepared for you. It's like you really have to speak up. You have to say what you mean and, and let your it's point like be heard. Talk. Yeah, it's barbershop talk, yeah. like to the fullest. And I guess it's just because we came up in those jungles that we understand that. And I'm like, I'm not, I'm you're not gonna like, I just can't be canceled. Like, I just don't give a fuck enough about, I guess I've been broke before and I don't need that much money to where I got to worry about, oh, they're going to cancel me and that these people are going to stop. Like, I fucks with it. I get it. Like, right. I mean, I think the it's gay that. people run everything. That's cool. But I still just find it's funny. I think it's that. And I think it's just like there's examples of people who, um, like, clearly, the, even this show, like, we initially, this started off of, like, us talking about hip hop culture and just how that has impacted us. And you look at that and it's like certain people are just like, yo, bro, like I am who I am. And not that I'm immune to change or anything like that, but I'm also not going to let the outside environment like have too much of a say on how I interact and how I move. 
So you look at artists or you look at, like we said, Dave, like if people come in or even somebody who is way across the board, like a fucking Corey Holcomb or somebody, it's just if I come in the game and I'm like, this is my truth and I am determined to make my living or make whatever my whatever off of my truth. So I'm I'm going to play to those that fuck with it. If you are on the outside and you fuck with it and you want to tell me something cool and I and I'll digest it and I might make an adjustment, but I'm not going to play to the masses like the same shit. Charlemagne says, like three going to like it. Three not going to fuck with it. Four going to be in the middle. I'm only going to really fucking focus on my three. To me, I think that it, it to me, it depends on stuff. Like when I hear my father's damn near 60. When I hear my father say somebody was retarded, I don't get offended because I know my father came up in the fucking 60s and 70s and 80s where you was really mental retardation was the medical terminology for it. Like you clinically retarded like that that was a, so I, I don't expect my father to be like oh i work with special special needs kids this is her daughter is special needs what what the fuck ever the situation is mm-hmm. i don't ex- I expect my son to go little retarded boy get your ass <laughs> and i don't find to me it's like this is what you taught me america this is what you taught me this is what i learned and i'm to some degree we always have to learn better don't get me wrong we have to learn better but if somebody has a Freudian slip or if they're not always correct in what they do. Like I grew up in an era where it was okay to, to describe things you didn't like as gay. Like you yeah. remember when you used to be like, Oh, that's gay. Yeah. Like gay ass. Like somebody scored a touchdown on you and Madden. That was a bullshit play. You'd be like, nigga, that's gay. Somebody, uh, somebody did a joke. I want to say, and his name is fucking mud now though, but I want to say it was a Louis CK joke. Yeah. And it was something along the lines of like, shit was gay, not gay. gay. Homosexual. Sexual, it was like, yeah. yeah. Like, nigga, that's gay. Nigga, that's gay. Like, I, I, I grew up in that era, so if somebody, like, it's just natural to be like, nigga, that's gay. Or, like, I have the, I had the worst habit, and this is a terrible, terrible thing. Like, you guys have to, I'm, I don't like the word, because to me, it's like the gay nigger, but, like, faggot, I had the word, I would just say that to people. Like, you do you remember me in college? Like, when somebody would just do something, I wouldn't even give them a whole statement. Yeah, I wouldn't even give them a whole statement. I would just be like, faggot. <clears throat> like, somebody be like, oh, man, I can't go, I gotta go do this, or I gotta go mm-hmm. see my girl. I'd just be like, faggot. <laughs> and just that would be the whole statement. That's the whole fucking yeah. conversation. Just that's just what you are right now. That's just period. I don't care what you're doing, what you got to go do. Come on, me and TJ finna go to the stores. Ray be like, "Oh, I gotta go TV, mm-hmm. faggot." You like, God damn, that's just like, and I would just leave it there and walk out. Yeah. And Ray, and it, it didn't mean nothing. Like it was just like, oh, whatever. But yeah, and I think I don't know. Sometimes, and I know this sounds like um, it's not even like giving a pass. Like if you are of a community, it's offensive, and and clearly, like even with us, like being more involved with people in homosexual community, I was like, okay, cool. Like that's a fucked up term. I'm off that bet. And sometimes I feel like, <clears throat> at the same time, like I'm clearly not super champion white folks, but I think people, if you're gonna if you're going to do like what I'm saying to you, like where we said, like where you said faggot and after a while you have to give people a bit. I think sometimes people just are like, you need to change that shit right now. Mm-hmm. Like it took you years to kind of go, all right, man, like I was saying fucked up shit at 20. Cool. So sometimes I feel like people might have this idea that you're saying, but might not use it the same way towards us. Like that white person said, nigger. I'd be like, I just like to have the idea that if you're going to be equal and letting people grow, like you have to give people the ability to grow. I'm not giving people like, 
the opt out if you're a piece of shit. You, I don't know. I feel like people you, you can tell who's one. a shithead yeah. and who's like you just don't know. And let me you give you the opportunity. Fucked up learning. So before yeah. I knock your goddamn teeth down your throat, let me teach you. So and and I know black people are so tired of teaching, and like that's just I'm, my I mean, whole I'm thing. Tired like, of it too. I, I just look, I be I, trying to like because I, I say this to myself sometimes when I say shit, even on here, it's some shit I got to tell myself. Like all right, bro, I know Connor is not a piece of shit. So don't cancel Connor. Just. You kind of has to, yeah. Like with my, with my, like I try to be equal in my judgment of cancel culture. Like mm-hmm. if I'm not gonna cancel you, then I have to kind of give that same light to somebody else in a culture yeah. that when they say some shit that might be offensive to me. In any aspect of my life, I try not to let um, singular events be things that I cancel people on. So even if you're just a racist, even if you somebody who stink. I don't give a fuck what the situation is. Like, I'm going to give you more than one chance to come around me. I'm going to let you before. wash your ass. Yeah, man, like, right. I'm going to be like, oh, like, she stunk the other night. But, you know, I don't know what she, where she just came from. So I'm going to wait. Now, if I see you four or five times in a row, you stink every time. I'm gonna be like, this bitch stink. That depends, though, because I'm adult enough to know. I know the difference between, like, you smell no, and you stink. No, I didn't say that. I didn't yeah. say that. I like, said stink. And I know the, you know I know the difference between the smell and the stink. What I'm saying is bitch stink. Wow. That sometimes you, you, you just be like, this bitch stink. Not, and I get it. Like, sometimes you're I'm around a white person and they say some shit. You be like, you just ignorant. You just ignorant. You just ignorant. After so many times of ignorance, you go, bitch, you racist. I'm trying to think because I'd be like, all right. like that's I'm not just going to say you stink right away. But, bitch, after you stink a couple times, you racist. Yeah, but see, my thing is like I still, I'm still stuck on stink and smell because I was like, you know, you you, you might have ran up the stairs or something from your car. You, 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 Let me tell you smell. something. Well, not, you smell, not you smelling sh- like perfume. It's something different than you stink. Yeah, because you stink. I know stink. when you just it's smell like, like a person. I don't mind you smelling like a person. I quite frankly enjoy when I can't be around a person if I don't like how they smell as a person because yeah. that's just a natural body scent. That's something different. Yeah, but if you, stink, like, if you stink, if you stink, stink is boy. I not you just brought the groceries in the house yeah. and it's summertime. You didn't just bring the groceries in in June. You didn't shower on Friday night mm. and it's Saturday, Saturday morning. Oh, you stink. And, yeah, you ain't seen no water since Thursday. You might be going through something though. Yeah, like yeah, you might have been. You but still, have. you stank though. Yeah, but like nah, I, I understand what somebody stank. You gotta smell like that more than once for me to be like you stank. Yeah. To me, I'm not just canceling people off one statement right now. Just so quick, people be so quick to cancel, cancel them, cancel them. And H yeah, and M gave niggas debate this week. Oh, H and M gave oh, niggas yeah, debate. Nah, yeah, they got them with that. Oh, H and M was like, hey, they posted that little black girl with her hair undone, and black people was quick to be like, cancel H and M again. Again, H and M was again. like. What if H&M did that shit on purpose? They like, did, bro, and that's why they doubled back. <laughs> did you see the statement that they issued where H&M says, we all like to capture our kids in natural environments. Bro, so what we do is we have it. all of our child models come after they leave school. And them niggas had a ginger white girl, a Mexican I saw, girl, I saw the pictures. a Scottish I like, girl. Bro, I don't know what a Scottish person looked like, but she looked like it. Hey, man, Disney told a me A Canadian nigga. And they just all had just wild hair like they just came from school. Jeez. And I was like, ooh. <laughs> ooh. H&M just got you. Yeah, H&M was uh, like, like that. that. You came here. You came here to judge us. You came here to judge us on our ad. But we got all types of dirty kids. Fuck y'all. Like, <laughs> like that. Yeah, H&M had that shit. H&M had that shit to chamber, nigga. They did. H&M was like, we're going to get you. H&M been plotting that for months. Like, how can we get the black community back? H&M for the past four months has not been combing their model's hair just to be able to get you niggas back because they knew y'all was going to be so quick to try to cancel Haitian, Feish, and Marsh. Niggas don't even know what H&M stand for. underground plot to get all the dirty ass. You know what? That's what was in Mark's bag. Yeah. That's what was in Mark's bag was the plans. Mark had the dirty kid plans in his bag. 
that, and he didn't want it to come out before the news. Oh dropped. shit! H and M got you niggas. They was quick to go to Twitter. They responded to a regular chick. She didn't even have a verified account. They was it waiting. was just a regular yeah, woman. It was just a regular black woman that had enough followers. They yeah. waited for her to get a thousand likes on her comment. Mm-hmm. They was like, mm, "Bitch, gotcha, we bitch. got pictures from all kind of kids with nappy hair." Ho. Mm-hmm. No, they jumped her ass. So white bitch edge is fucked up too. Figure that out. <laughs> yeah, bro. Yeah, we got dirty Get you ass some kids. of that. We got dirty ass kids from everywhere. Everywhere. Nigga. Cancel us now. Yeah, they wasn't fucking around. They laughed in them weird German voices. Ha <laughs> ha. How do German people laugh? I don't know. Uh, nine nine nine. Nine 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 nine. Oh, what's happening? What's happening, Diddy? What's good, bro? What was that? Diddy Gomez. Diddy. What, do, what up, Diddy? What it do, Diddy? <laughs> um, nah, man. But um, yeah, that cancel culture shit is just kind of real to me. I mean, it's it's real, but it's not real. I think it's real if you like cancel culture to me is like Freddy Krueger, like that shit. Which one of them niggas come in your dreams? Like if you oh, scared yeah, yeah, them, that was, that was Freddy Krueger. Right? Yeah, I think that's cancel culture. Yeah, like cancel the, culture yeah. is really Freddy Krueger. Like if you believe in that shit, the more you believe yeah. in it, the stronger the effects of it mm-hmm. get. If you just don't believe in that shit, you're completely immune to it. And I'm just yeah. kind of like, I just don't, I don't feel like believing in it. Like if I had the time to, I would. No, but I'm trying to get this money, so I'm I can't like, afford for niggas to stop stop my jokes or stop me from like giving good content to the people because I'm worried about what somebody gonna say. Yeah, I would just prefer that like, one person or those twelve gay people or whatever it is, <laughs> the one white person, the seven gays, the whatever, yeah, like, like whatever know, group respect, of people is boycotting um, me. Just get it over with. And all be of done. that. Like I respect comedy too, and I respect that. Like a lot of times, even me personally, like and fucking us, like yeah. in comedy, there's been a lot of like comedy. Like oh shit, I laughed. And now after we laugh for 30 minutes, we talk for two hours because what that motherfucker said. So I'm not going to. Comedy is not. To, and that's what I yeah, think people I'm are failing to that. realize. People who have voices should not be the end all be all to discourse that you have about things. They should just be what sparks the conversation. Yes, you should be they open should be to opening adverse a- opinions because that's kind of how you get the. That's how shit has happened. This, yeah. Our whole existence here is an adverse opinion. Yeah, like. Exactly. Like, that's just how it works. And it's just like, if you don't have that ripple, like, that's the ripple effect. Once you do that, it starts a whole effect that puts thing in, puts things in place that we have to discuss and then look at it and then figure it out and try to work it out for the best possible way. If we just keep going with these blinders on, then motherfucker, we, we just going to be in the same goddamn spot. Yeah, and I don't know. Somebody got to come break the system and fuck all this shit up. And anytime you hear somebody speak about a system, they never speak about change anymore. Now he's like, blow this shit up and let's start all the fuck over. And I think that's how you do a lot of that shit. I don't understand where these ideas of normalcy and and what's ordinary came from for a nigga to be willing to cancel somebody. First off, nigga, it's no such thing as ordinary or normal. We always have to, um, like, we always have to evolve. So ideas of things have to change. If you canceling a nigga because he don't agree with your old idea of shit, then you might want to look at yourself because clearly you're not progressing. Like, that's just my whole thing. I don't understand that shit. Y'all don't want gay people to get married, but then y'all want bitches to show cleavage. No. <laughs> yeah, I want to be old and archaic. Make them bitches covered up their ankles. So now, gay people, just keep it all to how it was in 1960. Y'all be wanting to have 1960 with uh, GTA edits and add-ins and shit. Fuck that. Wow, that's not how it works, my nigga. You can't upgrade the 60s. You got to let that shit go and come into 2019, and then you can let gay people get married and see um, bitches eat burgers and bikinis on Carl Jr. ads. Like I just don't understand how this shit works, though. I just don't. I'm just choosing not to believe in cancel culture no more. Like I, for a while, I was very like on my like. Eh, if I fuck up, just correct me or help me out. And we even had people do that. DM like the the Instagram and be like, "Hey, you guys said this and it was offensive." 
And it's kind of like, okay, I'm not gonna <laughs> apologize though. I decided a long time ago, I'm not apologizing for shit I'm saying on this on this shit. Um, but yeah, that's that. Speaking of cancel culture though, um, the big story in hip hop, of course, is Teriyaki Six Nine. <laughs> Takashi. Takashi Six no more. Nine. I don't know. I've exhausted all the blicky sticky jokes. That boy. Just... Nah, he he's this is real trouble now. Yeah, I, I wouldn't boy. even feel comfortable because he's really in jail, so I can't make like. Blicky, oh no, I could. I, I nah. could. I just, I just ran out of them. Nah. Like, yeah. When the situations get real, I, I, I just, I just, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna do that. I got a hard time feeling bad for him though. But yeah, he. Because uh, no, because, I'm gonna tell you the truth. Because if I was in jail facing 25 years and somebody made a joke about like my situation, I would want you to go kill their mama. Like I'm not even gonna hold you up. I, w- I would be like TJ, kill somebody in this oh, no. family right now. Oh no, like, I, I would just, I understand he would overly not be... sensitive about oh, it. Oh yeah, I understand he'd be sensitive about it. Just it is what it is. Like <laughs> no, 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 it definitely yeah. is. You know, I just try to give niggas the consideration I want because it's just yeah, I don't know. Because if I fuck around and I'm locked up for some shit and I beat my case and I'm going back to jail because I'm gonna shoot your son in the face. Like I'm gonna do something crazy. I just don't think you should kick certain people while they down. Like I just don't. I'm already. I mean, I'm not. I'm not. I'm just not saying you should, but I'm just already waiting. Like at some point. When this explodes and like good news, I'm is just like, joking. Oh yeah, I'm when good joking. news is like you. punching the fuck out of like you know the beat and Power 106 and all them niggas, they be like those motherfuckers, and I'd be like, I'm gonna get in my helicopter. Like, you right, bitch, you motherfucking right. Bye. Uh, I'm just talking shit. Um, I think that nigga's getting a lot of what's deserved. All right, so uh, did you listen to? I listened to that shit you sent me. The um. All right, that's one thing. That's yeah. one thing. We'll get to that. We will get to it. Snitching versus telling inevitably is where I want to go with this, yeah. but I want to—I just want to give some background on Takashi, Takashi Six Nine. Talking about Daniel, Daniel Hernandez. Takashi, we're talking about Daniel Hernandez. Dan, right Daniel's who's snitching. We need to get background on Takashi <laughs> though, because Takashi, what Takashi did first. Let me stop playing. What Takashi Six Nine did set up for Daniel snitching. You got way more, like, because I didn't pay attention. Like, I heard you talk about it. I didn't listen well, to you his know, music. Well, you know, so. I always have the lowdown on shit like this. So let's get to it. Takashi 69. I'm excited. I'm- so before Takashi was actually the rapper that we know him to be, Takashi was um, more of a rock rap kind of guy. So he started in about 2014. And like screamo for hip hop. Yeah, exactly. He would. He was the scream. Yeah, the screaming hip hop shit. Essentially, what he was still doing, but it was just more not with the guns and like the blickies and the stickies. It was no gang shit. It was just screaming about stuff. So he started that in 24, and he traveled like a lot of Europe and Russia and all of this shit, right? And so he said he traveled for a long time, and he only made about two thousand dollars. But he said he got a lot of promo, mm-hmm. and he said so came back and him and his best friend have a conversation in the summer of 2017. He said the, the way he started rapping in the first place, he was working in a grocery store and some random dude just walked in and was like, hey man, you rap? He was like, nah. He was like, you should. You look like a rapper. And just walked out. Okay. But the dude made music though. And so he said eventually I kept talking to the guy and I just started making music after that. And so that's how he started making music. And then 2017 he ends up um, signing to the record label with him and Trippy <coughs> Red on the same label. He decides to, um, him and Trippy, it was jealousy or whatever, supposedly. They go back. And so he then decides he's going to make Gunmo, the disc record towards Trippy Red. That's the, nigga sticky, uh, nigga's got the blicky, uh. Okay. Sticky, uh. That's the first song. That's really the sticky nigga, with the blicky song. when I tell you, I've never listened past that part. Yeah. I didn't know what the background of that song was. Yeah. I learned something today. So that, uh, uh, that that was the beginning of the whole situation. So it was that that happened. 
But um, that song, he went to some. I'm sorry, man. I keep kicking your foot. I, Is that your foot? Oh, no. Okay. Um, I was gonna say that's gay because nobody else in the room. <laughs> <laughs> Two men touch each other. Nobody else in the room is gay. So I gave us three way. <laughs> so gay. <laughs> I've never heard that. <laughs> but yeah, basically, my nigga, he he went, ran to the gang members and was like, "Yo, can I do this video in y'all hood?" They did the video in the hood, and so that that shit blew the fuck up overnight. Gummo becomes an overnight success, and so the gang members is like, yo, this little nigga know what he doing. Tell that little nigga to keep in touch. So he keeps in touch with the gang members, and eventually he films the second song, Kuda. Kuda was another rapper that he liked and thought was dope, so he named the song after him. But when they did it, it was the gang shit again. It's the one that was in the subway. Um, what was it? Uh whole click full of killers i'm a fucking killer too shot 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 shots nigga everybody again it was the second single he released um the six nine this and six nine that niggas on my dick and on my yap um looking for me you could hit my jack i didn't drop my address i know what six nine that it was that song Yikes. so um which all that's fact niggas really did drop that address. but um so he recorded that did that and eventually it all snowballs it goes bad at the point of finding out basically that he's gonna get caught up in the indictments. <laughs> he gets caught he gets to find yes, it. Nigga. So basically well what happened was inside the gang itself, because he's not involved in gang politics, they're just extorting him mm-hmm. for the most part. Everybody using their money. He's still eating, but they getting their money off of him or whatever. So one nigga in the gang, one group of niggas in the gang is like, yo, we started extorting him first. He's ours to extort. Another group of niggas is like, nah, he's ours to extort. The niggas, the second group of niggas to, who wanted to extort him, which was shoddy in them, was stronger than the first niggas. So they kicked them first niggas out. Because wow. from from what they saying, shoddy a real nigga. Like, shoddy really mm-hmm. a real, like... Clearly. Like, no, bombs away to Afghanistan-ass nigga. Mm-hmm. Like, he's really somebody not to be played with. And so... um. They say that the nigga Shoddy basically like get these other niggas out of here. But the other niggas happen to be the niggas who end up coming back and kidnapping him. Those is the the niggas who kidnapped him is the first group of niggas who was extorting him. Okay. And then Shoddy kind of took a stronger hold on him and was like, this nigga's mine now. Completely. Good fuck. It's not like he was ready for prison before he got there. No, no, no. Shoddy a 37-year-old nigga. Like, you, I'm talking about six. Just passed around. <laughs> there it was. You can get to me. <laughs> but no, nah, um... Yeah, it was just a fucked up situation. And then so that that leads to him rolling with Shoddy and shit. But when you rolling with Shoddy, like Shoddy got enough hood, got enough muscle to push the niggas that's even his, in his own hood out. But you got to understand, I mean, he's higher up in the hood. Mm-hmm. That means that when he starts getting indicted for shit, you're not getting indicted for little shit no more. He's a higher up in his hood. Shoddy, a 38-year-old man. People forget that. Niggas thought Shoddy was some 25-year-old nigga who was popping shit for a 21-year-old nigga. Shoddy damn near 40. He's a real, like, nigga in his hood who's put in work and did bids and did 10 years and came back and like he's really a, a nigga that's done that so that leads to um that leads to basically where six nine gets picked up the first time mm. he starts to find out certain shit shoddy fucking with his baby moms little shit but then he gets picked up out of feds before he gets arrested and the feds tell him like look we got somebody on wiretap saying you need to be super duper duper violated Stay that with me, stay a, with me. Stay, I know, term, I know, that's bro. a term. But I don't know if you remember on the show back when Super Duper Violated came out, we discussed it mm-hmm. because they did not say who was the person on those transcripts. Stay with me, though. So that's why they picked Takashi up the first time, like two or three days before he got arrested. Mm-hmm. 
would actually swoop, swooped up in the feds and they picked him up to be like, yo, you can snitch and we'll protect you because these niggas even talk about murdering you. And so he was like, nah, I'm good. Treyway, Treyway, or whatever it was. So he gets out. He does, it, may have, it may have been more than two days. It might have been like that two weeks he was rolling around with the private security niggas and the ghost team security. Um, so after that, that's literally what them niggas is called. Is, um, God, I think them niggas is called Ghost Squad Security or Ghost Team Security, but it's, it's like one nigga who that's runs a hell it. Of a name. Yeah, them niggas is actually really, or like Shadow Squad. It's one of them groups like that. Some shit like that where it's in the dark ghouls and goblins. Shit. <laughs> <laughs> Some Halloween shit. Like, I don't know. <laughs> but um, so that's the, like that two weeks he was rolling around with them niggas. Then he gets swooped up when they decide to come down with indictments. So they swoop him up as a witness or a, or a part of the indictments or whatever. And so now he's in jail. Now that's when we fast forward to where we are now with him snitching and telling everything now. But it all basically comes down to he starts to find out when you're in affairs, they like, all right, cool, let's play all this shit we brought to you and told you we had that we told you they was going to do some shit to your ass. You ain't want to fuck with us, so now you with them mm-hmm. caught up in this shit, and you just going to double back and fuck with us anyway. So they replay the court, the play, they play the transcripts of the recording. They released the transcripts of the recording. Then they released the actual recording of somebody saying that Takashi needs to be super-duper violated. The person who was on record saying that Takashi needs to be super-duper violated is no other than Sir Jim Jones. Jim Jones from Love and Hip Hop, Jim Jones from <laughs> Dipset, Jim Jones the New York rapper, Jim Jones Chrissy's boyfriend for you reality TV bitches. <laughs> it is him. Jim is on the line with the man that has been labeled as the godfather of the blood gang, Trey Way. And he's basically explaining to him that Takashi needs to be violated, blah, 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 blah. Um I say all of that to say, I can give y'all the connection about what Jim is to the guy, but that's a whole different story for another day. I say all that to say this. If you find out all of that, is it snitching or is it telling? And what's the difference in which is for who? I mean... I kind of have like the uh And y'all can feel free to call in 323-900-0478 again 323-900-0478 give us a call and give us your opinions on this is it snitching <laughs> or telling I'm kicking Kyrie out the chat Kyrie <laughs> said he's a bottom bitch That's it folks I'm going home Hey nah Kyrie finna get unfollowed cuz Kyrie <laughs> in the memes he post that meme on like all these light skinned niggas I was like what the fuck is this on my time what the shit, fuck is this yeah. shit <laughs> Yeah. Trying to be supportive of other niggas on the station. Kyrie putting yeah. dicks on my timeline. <laughs> Fuck is wrong with you, man? <laughs> Keep that shit on your story or something. Oh, yeah, yeah. Kyrie to be putting like, it'd be like Jet Magazine for dick. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> niggas in waterfalls and showers and dreadlocks. What the fuck, man? <laughs> Scrolling through this shit with my son. He's like, who's this fucking naked man, daddy? Kyrie be like, nigga, I'm in the mood. All you motherfuckers in the mood yeah. with me, all right? Nah, but um, just be gaying up my timeline. <laughs> like, just, just gonna bottom all over my timeline, nigga. <laughs> fuck, be considerate, nigga. Damn. <laughs> uh, the fuck was I even saying? I think. Oh, I listened to um, fucking uh, I don't know why. Fuck, I just it was just there, so I was looking. But um, no, nah, I was listening to uh, Ti shit like the Expeditious League, which is a really good podcast. Yeah, hey, that's kind of where I got this from. This is yeah, pre Ti snitching though. Yeah, yo, Ti's Ti shit's kind of dope. But um, they were kind of saying, and I'm like I kind of fall in line with what they say. Like, it's 
you know, like it's snitching. Oh, the nigga said, like I'm telling, but like it's to me, it's snitching when you decide to live that lifestyle. Like when you decide, like I'm a sign up and I'm a. There are different rules and regulations that you live by when you're in the life. If you're not in the life, what is the life? Like let's let's we always throw this broad ass nigga, fucking when, blanket when you over. In, it's not like when you're in the streets, when you gang bang, when you decide. To interact in that lifestyle, nigga, I'm I'm now dedicated to shooting niggas, but see, robbing, this what niggas gotta understand, stealing. Though. I'm a street nigga. I'm being a, thug, a gang, I'm a gangster. No, nigga. that's the difference to me. Being a gang member, like being a gangster and being a criminal, is two different things. Those are two. That's two different things. Yeah, and I think we keep lumping this shit in with if you live the life of going to jail, if you live the life of running against the law. Oh no, if you then a you gangster, deserve you have, you have yeah. So we have like for certain niggas, they not gangsters, and I even mean, if it is like, I know certain gangsters that don't. Sell dope. Yeah. Niggas just really be like, I'll rob anybody, but I'm not selling no dope. Yeah. I mean, you have specific, like, you're, yeah, you have specific job duties, but. You got specific rules. job duties. Yeah, you know, like, you know, we both, we all work at the motherfucking county, nigga, but you might be a social worker. I'm a county clerk this month. But, <laughs> but my thing is, like, you all have, like, okay, when you're in whatever, like, mental health, everybody follows HIPAA laws, like, regardless of where the fuck you sold. Gotcha. When you are a gangster, nigga, whether you, whether you rob, whether you sell dope, whether you just a flat out shooter, you all have the rules regulated, nigga. We don't snitch. Like if we to all me, that's different are, though. Our gangster ass niggas. To me, like, like if you sell dope, if you a drug dealer, you just mm-hmm. you just literally give people dope and they give you money. So you now ain't it's trying based to shoot on nobody. your particular offense. I don't. Th- I, I think it's what you sign. I think when niggas say you sign up for, I just think they they think if you run in the law. Like if you run a risk of the law, then that's that's something you signed up for. I don't know, like if you don't credit. Well, people be like, if you live that life, yeah, like that's what I'm saying. People be like, oh, if you live that life. They be like, nigga, you like I understand what y'all are saying, but you be like, hold on, hold on, bro. Well, no, not just literally. I do breaking credit card scams, and yeah. that nigga's a murderer. Yeah, y'all pick me up for my credit card scams and ask me about a murder. Well, no, not like, like, like no, like, nigga, that's not the life. Fucking, uh, who's who is it? Like, I wouldn't expect fucking Charles Manson, them type of niggas. Those niggas don't live by like a code. But if you are, I don't even want to. I can't even say organized crime. But if you are, what the fuck, community based crime? Like. <laughs> Let me tell you something, man. I sell weed. I sell a lot. This is hypothetical. I sell weed. I sell a lot of weed. If I'm with my cousin who's a murderer and it just, we, I, hey, cuz, I, you need to tell. You tell on yourself. Cause if not, I'm a tell. Like, I, I'm not gonna hold you up. Nigga, pull me in the car and be like, look, your cousin done committed eight murders in this car. And I'm like, oh, no. Oh, whoa, whoa, whoa. Mm. Eight murders. I feel like I sell weed. Whoa, whoa. You did eight murders? Hey, man, you need to tell him. I ain't had nothing to do with that. I feel yeah. I feel like also snitching. or a nigga got a gun in the car, got eight bodies on it. I'm just a regular little dope dealer. Nigga, no, whoa, 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 well, bro. No, I feel whoa. Like, I know, like even that was discussed in there. Like you got it for your crime, you take your lick. But I feel like a crime. If you and me do a crime, but together. that's what I'm saying, though, bro. That's that's to me. That's Takashi's situation. Ain't nobody telling Takashi. Ain't nobody went in there and been like he wasn't a part of nothing on record. Like that's my whole point. He shouldn't even be in a position to snitch. Well, Takashi shit to me is there's more than just snitching. It's stupid all across the board. I understand, bro, but this is my point. I've never ain't nobody trying to charge Denzel for the for the niggas he shot in training day. Yeah, but Denzel doesn't uh, didn't, didn't come out like Denzel like that's a that's a okay. Bit so of how about this situation? Stop. Though, but yeah. Let's stop. Let's do this. Okay. Nobody trying to charge Franklin from Snowfall for what he did. None of nobody, right? No, that's not, but isn't that just like a that's a show like a little acting show? But he he learned everything that he did on that show from Dub C, who's a real ass gangster. Mm-hmm. But why we not? Dub C got that shit from a real place. Dub C really done shot niggas, robbed niggas, stole dope, and did all that, and then taught this nigga how to act it out. So why we not arresting him? 
Because that's an actor doing shit in fiction, fictional life. I think what has Takashi done in real life? I don't know. Tekashi. He's acted out a bunch of gangster shit. But that's his. But see, my thing with Takashi is, bro, Takashi didn't go on set. Takashi went out here like, I'm living this lifestyle. No, he did go on set when the, the fucking. That's why we have videos. That's why we have Instagram. That's literally the camera coming on. But also, I mean, like, I, I get that. I get that point. But also, like, when. I, I don't know. I, I should know the actor's name who does, who's on Snowfall, but it doesn't matter. When he leaves set, that nigga goes, gets in his nice whatever car, and goes to his house. Takashi was. See, okay, do you see him when he leaves set? I don't know. All no, I no. Know, do you? No, you do know if you see him. When I he don't see set. him when he leaves. Okay, set. so do you see Takashi after he's not? While he's not being a rapper, when he's off Instagram, when do you see Takashi in his personal life? I don't see Takashi. When period. do you see any of these niggas in a personal life? My my thing is still Takashi is interacting with these people in a way to put you in a bind, nigga. Like if you out and about with these motherfuckers, why they doing this shit? You lined like you put yourself in a bad spot. I'm not saying the nigga did or didn't do shit, but he put himself in this position. I have a hard time feeling bad for Takashi because it's like, bro, you kept it, you made it way I'm bigger just than not music. For to like, oh, you was around some niggas when they did some shit, so you know all about it. No, because I, I hang around a lot of niggas who do a lot of shit, and what they know is you don't do that shit around me. But you make that, but you still make that a point because, but you're also not a. I don't know. I don't think Takashi was also. I'm like, not a Daniel Hernandez type nigga. I get what you're saying. Yeah, it's a bit. It's a. It's still a. Um, what's the word I'm looking for? I don't even know if intricacies is the right word in this. Yeah, but yeah. like, yeah, there's just like there's things that he did that put him in a in a weird in a weird space where he got himself fucked up. Like you are not that dude, so you put yourself in business. Where you you might not be the nigga who was like slanging dope. I don't know what he did or did not do. But he also made himself a nigga man. Sit your bitch ass in the car while I go in here and handle this. So now you nobody would ever. <laughs> you'd be like, oh bro, like we just have to fight about that. Like we gonna have to just. I'm not sitting in this car. That's the difference between like you and him. So therefore, that situation does not happen to you. Mm-hmm. So like I like from just like a looking at the facts. If I'm looking at the facts and not just having my own, that nigga dumb. I'm like, yeah, you know, like it sucks for the kid. But also, I'm not torn up. Like, goddamn. They're fucking doing Takashi wrong. I'd be like, bitch, you should have stayed your punk ass at home. You shouldn't have been out here talking shit, saying I'm a whatever motherfucking blood trayway and all that shit. You and in hip hop, you don't have to do that. I just watched Chance talk about Jesus. Fucking Kanye dropping a no. Yes, you could be whatever you don't. You didn't have to do that. You didn't. You could have been. You don't. But that's just like a nigga saying you don't have to act out and be a typecasted actor. To me, I, I'm tired of niggas. I'm tired of hip hop not being a being an art form anymore. Hip hop is always life imitating art instead of art imitating life, and to me, that's the problem. Is that in any other thing else, anything else, you can be art imitating life. Yeah, hip hop always has to be life imitate. I mean, like it's not that, bro. Sometimes niggas don't really live this and then showing it in hip hop. Sometimes niggas is just. I mean, I feel like it's like sometimes niggas like Lil Tecca. You know who Lil Tecca is? I've heard of him. The little rapper from Canada. They showed that nigga on TV. He said, oh, no, I don't have any ops. Mm-hmm. I, he said, I've never seen a Glock. But that's... that's he, what said, he said, no, I've never been in a private jet. He don't... Know, this nigga live in an apartment with his mother in Canada. Perfect. But he's his album sold 60,000 units the first week. Mm-hmm. And the only thing he talk about is guns and shooting the ops. But I think in his defense, when that nigga gets in front, he's like, bro, I'm just saying shit. So he's still, to, an, to a certain degree, he bullshitting in his music, but he's still living his truth. But I'm Slim just saying... Jesus did it too, though. Slim Jesus did it before yeah. Takashi Six Nine, and we ripped him apart. So that made the next nigga go. Not only do I have to say it, I have to act like I'm living it too. That's the problem being first. The first nigga always got to take the L. That happens. A lot. I mean, it's not a justification, but it just is what it is. Like Takashi still could have came out and been like, "I'm just rapping about this shit, and I'm rapping really good." And in the age of like the internet, he'd have still got a following. He wouldn't have been the fucking superstar that I guess he was at the time. 
but you didn't have to do that. Like you could have easily just been like, like I just refuse to say like in a world, like I said, where like chances exist and Kanye's exist and those are anomalies. And I think those are for certain people. I don't think chance and chance and Kanye are going to live where they're going to live. And then chance is going to end up being somebody that we're going to throw in the trash though. So like we have to let that go. Chance is not going to live in hip hop for very much longer. Chance is not. Guys like Chance and Russ and those, they don't live in hip-hop very long. So we, let's stop using those guys as hip-hop examples. I don't want to hear Post Malone, Chance, or Russ used as hip-hop examples or rap examples because they're not. They are not. They are not. They are not. They are so? not. Chance, Russ, Kyle. What um, makes them not hip-hop examples, though? They're R&B, bro. They're Bruno, they're Bruno Mars with a little bit more bass. So what makes Future different? Future contextual. You show me what's graffiti- Breakdancing, MCN, or or like any or like any of those hip hop elements about Chance the Rapper or them, and let's not forget rhyming words in Melody was around long before hip hop was. That's where R and B comes from. Yeah. So you show me any elements of hip hop in any Chance the Rapper, Kyle, or any of these guys except for Bruno Mars when he's with with Cardi B and they're imitating the Fresh Prince. You show me any elements of hip hop in them. If that's the case, we kind of have to throw away a good majority of hip hop now because the way the art form is like progressed, it's a lot of sing songy, rappy slash rap bars. Like Chance does have songs where he's literally rapping, but it, now it's almost like personal preference, like how you like your songs to be concocted. Because if we're looking for like flat out MC bars, if we're looking for like a fucking, I don't know, rhapsody amongst everybody, not a lot of people do that. No, I don't think it's an absolute rhapsody amongst some people. But I think, again, we, we're blurring the lines too much of a rapper who does a melodic song and a melodic person or an R&B artist who does a rap song. That's where we have to stop. We're allowing things to have. Um, it's not a two way street. It doesn't go that way. Mm-hmm. Some people can go this way. But even when you go this way, you have to go back around to come back around. We don't in hip hop. We don't even allow rappers to make too many sing songy songs and then just come right back, double back, and do a U turn down the street. No, that nigga got to make the block and come all the way back around with another hip hop song. My problem is you niggas that sing songy niggas who make one hip hop song. You're not hip hop all of a sudden. That wasn't your hip hop credential. That doesn't get you to go. I do melodic stuff that's on the border, and then I did this one thing that tipped me over into hip hop. No, no, and we have to stop doing that. And that's what Chance and those guys do. You don't get to do that. If you're Kyle, what happens is you get a guy like Kyle. Kyle do a bunch of um, sing songy songs, and then he do one song with two chains that he put on the radio. <laughs> and then all of a sudden, we look at Kyle as a, uh, as a melodic rapper. No, he's not. He's an R and B guy who did one Trigger Trey song. We don't let Trey songs come back. We don't be like we don't hear Trigger Trey and be like, oh, Trey songs is a rapper. No, he's an R and B singer. True. We hear Chris Brown rap. He's an R and B singer still. He just rapped on his song. Let's stop acting like Chance is someone. I don't want to hear Black Tie ever. But, but yeah. exactly, Black Tie. Chance is a fucking R and B singer. A Kurt Franklin ass nigga who did just like Kurt Franklin did. GP, are you with me? That did not make him a rapper and not a gospel singer. That made that nigga a a, a gospel singer who did a rap like song. Kurt Franklin ass nigga is the bar of bars. So that to me, that's just always my stance on these things. That's why they're not hip hop. They're R&B niggas who made one song that sounded rap ish. That's it. I can rock with that. We've because now I'm trying to figure out we having a kind because the conversation now is now about no how Takashi could have been a rapper without using gang shit or certain elements of street. Okay, or, cool. Or that <clears throat> there we Chance go. is not a rapper, so let's not we who's, eliminate who's those guys a, from who's saying another, who's another. You rapper have to give me somebody who's somebody that's a real rapper and Joy badass, and he's from New York. Most a lot of okay, the New that, York that, that a is lot some, of the New York niggas actually got to think about like 
a lot of the ASAP niggas, I don't consider like Ferg and yeah, yeah Ferg. even though Ferg talk about like struggle, he don't talk he about, about but he shit, talks yeah. yeah, he talks about his lifestyle. But I'm not looking for Ferg when I think whatever, and I definitely not looking for like Rocky when he says that shit. But they are. But New my York thing is like when, when this shit, when this kind of this gangster rap hip hop shit started, it started with reality raps. It started mm-hmm. with cruising down the street in my six fold, jacking the slapping hey, up. Put me there, nigga. Like, put me in where you at. So if now if this is the reality of some people. How are we not allowing the reality rap to exist for these people? It's essentially we taking a voice away for the niggas that's cruising down the street and they six foes now. I would never take anybody's reality away. The idea with him is that that wasn't his reality. But it, for some niggas, they would say that wasn't Easy E and Doctor, or that might have been Easy E, but that wasn't Doctor Dre's or Ice Cube who was actually writing Easy E's lyrics. That wasn't his reality either. You know some real OG niggas a, in the streets that will tell you that Ice Cube wasn't. Mm-hmm. And that was a big thing. That was the thing. Ice Cube. That's the thing you have to take. Like, but I'm saying hip hop is rooted in somebody else seeing the story and writing it down for the gangster. But you got to present yourself like when the, when the light when the Ice Cube is, ain't never presented himself as a nigga who Ice just Cube, wrote what he observed. And Ice Cube was the first nigga to have to take that L. You know what I'm saying? Like people did get an I like I ain't gonna say they got an Ice Cube's ass. He's clearly he got knocked out in traffic. Hey, so you know what I'm saying? Like there's allegedly, that. like Ice Cube allegedly got knocked out in traffic. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like Ice Cube did have to take Matt. Like I remember fucking there was um shit in his book and in Matt interview shit like. Marcus Cardi was like, I don't, like, he was fucking hot about this thing. Like, this nigga's like, you make good-ass music, but that nigga didn't live that life. Like, he had to really deal with that, like, you know, in whatever shit. And I, I also was, think that's a by-comparison thing. Like, I think a nigga like Monster Cody who chopped off niggas' arms and body parts, I think he's a nigga that's like, if you didn't chop off somebody's yeah, arms his, and yeah, body his, parts. his version. Even of, if he just shot a couple niggas, yeah. he's still like, nigga, what? Fuck that shit. Any nigga could use a gun. Yeah, he's, he's just different. Yeah, you could have dropped that nigga in like Sparta and he'd been fine. Yeah, so. so it's different when you hear him. But when I hear a nigga like Lonzo who started the world-class wrecking crew, uh, wrecking crew a nigga that wore shiny shirts and makeup, when I hear him be like, Ice Cube wasn't no motherfucking gangster. Mm-hmm. He was a good kid. He wasn't no motherfucking gangster. Yeah. And I met Lonzo. He's an asshole. It's like... <laughs> I just want to say that he's an asshole. That's the yo. I feel like nobody takes like enjoys that part enough in the movie. Like, no, you got it. That's the best fucking. I don't give a fuck about you got it. I know niggas had amazing you know performances, great actors. This that and the third portrayed the story. When that nigga turned around and said, "I've rewind that shit every fucking time that shit's on." I might even finish the movie, but I will watch that one part. At least six fucking times. All right, Lonzo, you got it. No, you got it. No, nigga, you got it. And the fucking Jerry Curl get to swinging this shit. Oh, my God, that shit is funny. Let me tell you something. The spot that the nigga, this is a huge sidebar. Three generations of my family have partied at that club. My mother told me that my grandfather caught her in Eve after dark. (laughs) And I, when I, before I did this podcast, as you know, before I did this podcast shit, I did stand-up comedy. I did a stand-up comedy show. I did two shows, actually, at Eve after dark. Three generations of my family partied at the same place Dr. Dre got his career started. That's I just amazing. want to say that. On Avalon and El Segundo, right next to the gas station. Niggas got the juice, from the El Pollo <laughs> Logo. Um, that's how I know I'm destined to be a star, because I always touch the places that the old stars touch. Nigga, they get the juice. Okay. Um, but, but, yeah, no, I just think that um, you have a hard time really trying to do the reality core, like reality raps, core hip-hop that people of a certain demographic care about. In reality, he said it. He said, I just did it because I knew people wanted to hear this. He was like, this album wasn't going to be able to cross over in America. And he said, so I did it for that. But yeah. in reality, that's like a nigga saying, I stopped wanting to do foreign films and I want to start doing American films, in my opinion. Yeah, like, yeah. I mean, like, I understand why he did it. And, like, for me, like, it does make sense in a way of, like, if I'm looking at it business-wise, I want to get booming, I want to get popping. 
But to me, it's like you get white hot, but you fuck around and fizzle out. Like, you know, like we say, like, everybody's not a Drake. And when I look at, I always like bringing it back home. Like when you look at like a, a boogie, like everybody know Boogie Barker, you know Boogie Blood and Satin Third. But when I listen to Boogie's music, I'm not even remotely listening for that. Like I'm listening yeah. for a real interaction. Like I've been depressed. I've been, you know, I've had a I bad I just think day. Boogie does it well. Like when Boogie's like um, on Silent Ride, where he said, he said, um, Trying to get the feature. I was throwing up the B while I was trying to get JB mm-hmm. shit. Who am I? Yeah. Like he tells his yeah, like he tells his story, but even that's not like the banner of like this is who he is. Like he's like, bro, I'm rapping bars. About Nigga, my his life. cover is a, a fucking underst- funeral with I a red like casket. Like that, and- that is eye catching, but like in his music, when I listen to it, I'm not really signed up. Like when I listen to YG, like I think you have an immunity to it. I think YG is just so punk like but that's what Boogie, I mean. Like Boogie smells of the hood. YG stinks of the hood. Does that? Does that? Like how we just gave that analogy of smell versus stink. Boogie smells of the hood. YG stinks of the hood. It's kind of like that. But it's just like when I listen to how do I say like when I listen to his music, it's not like listen to my hood shit and my hood tell. It's like I'm talking to you more introspectively. Like I understand that you might not be from the hood, but you've experienced a like sadness. You've experienced happiness. You've experienced love. So it's like. My you, feelings. Let me show you what what action caused me to be able to correlate with you. Yeah, this and like I'm and I, I'm correlating that to like I'm sure when he started out, he probably was like, "Yo, bro," like because you know he was on what the fuck was that song with him and Game? Like he's experienced, like, "Oh, I can get a banger and I can do whatever." But he chose to be like, "This is my art form," and I know that like watching him and um and watching like Desi and shit, like I can have my audience and I will be successful. I think you kind of take like we've said before, motherfuckers want to be famous who don't want to be like flat out like successful rich like you take the takashi route when you just are so focused on getting booming and you might want to be i could be patient and like okay but take it away from hip-hop like i was watching uh i don't know like wild shia labeouf kick hey that's weird me too bro what was he on this week that like i i just he was he was like i saw it he just did a fucking uh shit with the hot ones yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, he was like this show is real yeah yo yeah, but yeah. like i've been like kind of paying attention that like, made me like, fall down a rabbit hole of him as well yeah like i be- I got like for a while like i've always like he's a great actor even when like i liked a lot of the transformers even though some of them like whatever but you know his career he's had his dips and downs his ups and this and that and third so i know like what's that fucking movie like the peanut butter falcon shit's coming out which looks good and like honey something anyways whatever and he has oh he has that fucking like art shit on slossin that which i actually kind of want to stop by that shit here we go you want to yeah. go after we leave here yeah i'm like i'm like yeah because that shit look dope anyways what i'm saying is is a motherfucker like that just movie wise to me he's having such a wild uptick because he's like you know what i'm not i've done the blockbuster shit that sold out but i'm gonna focus on like my art so i feel like at some point it's like you can do your art you might be a little impatient but you can do your art and like not have to do the bullshit. That's the only thing with Takashi. Like I feel bad for his situation, but I always look back at it like. But we my, just said that the guy toured for three years, doing his art without the bullshit and patience. Like you, like it sounds like I'm like like you know me, nigga. I'm very I'm very simple with this. Like I know I understand it's difficult. But you got to be patient. Like, nigga, we could have got up here and been like, welcome to EJ and TJ show. We're talking about um fucking tiddlywinks. And we might be on, uh, no, we'd have been on fucking Good Morning America. I understand. But like, what am I waiting for? Like, we had an idea what we was waiting for. For some motherfuckers, they don't know what they waiting for. Then you need to figure it out. 
Like it, like it's not. <laughs> uh, you don't always tell you that. It's a lot easier how you say shit than what it really, really is. I don't think like we always go just do it. My thing is say no, it. But that's my you know my philosophy. Just feel it. I, I'm not saying it's not easy. It's like, my philosophy is simple. It is simple, but it is very, very hard. I understand that it is a hardship to it. But to but me, nigga, I was explaining do it. to somebody this week that nigga. Sometimes we be asking people to master unknown unknowns. I think it's some shit that these niggas, that people in this world don't even know that they don't know. But that yeah, we that, be asking them to master. I'm not asking you to master it. I'm asking you have to put yourself in a space to be able to know, learn the unknown unknown. If you are, I need to do this, then you know, and that's, and this is, in my mind, this is sounding way more complex than it should. I know I need to do this and I know I need to do it that way. So you're already excluding the unknown unknowns because your mind is so focused on this one aspect. You don't even have the ability to take a step back. Because you're not going to know these unknown unknowns until you put yourself in a space to receive that information. You got to kind of sit the fuck down somewhere. That comes with patience and like a bit of quietness. If you're too focused on this is my goal to get there. No, you're I think miss unknown things. unknowns are more times than not things that are offered to us. Even that. Or things that someone sparked for us. So to me, that's why somebody randomly bringing you this gang shit. It just looks like something that can make you more money. It's unknown to you even this the identity of this culture and reality, but it's brought to you as something that could make you more money. So you go, okay, I'll fuck with it. But then what you don't know about this thing that you don't know is that it has these real life perils and it's this easy to get caught up in the Rico and it's this easy to get these things. I think it's easy to always be like, yo, you know, gang members do gang stuff, but a lot of niggas always tell you, I joined the gang because I wanted a family. I joined gang because I wanted this. I didn't know that they, it was niggas in my hood that raped niggas and raped bitches and raped and so dope to kids i didn't know these things some niggas really be like i seen four niggas always on my corner hanging out every day together and i just wanted to be able to hang out with four niggas and i had to be by myself some niggas really don't know and i'm not even gonna hold you up bro some niggas really don't know some niggas don't even understand the power of a street gang like if some niggas just knew what their local gang members had access to within a gang they would call the police that, Swear to God, they will call the police. That I understand. When you, when I listen to my friends who are local gang members, little niggas, niggas who I think is little niggas, and they be like, "Nigga, we got a grenade." What? You got a what? We got a grenade. I'm a no, 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 no. I just had it. Like, I but, but, but that's something I'm pulling that story back. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's my no. I don't know. I don't know. But. Why they got you? Know, and I, I've heard stories where you <laughs> niggas be like, they got things that you just be like, no, my uncle used to have a. Didn't he? I don't know. It was no way that you should have been able to get that as a civilian. Some niggas don't know that niggas in their hood got that. I've been a nigga who's had friends like my real life homeboys, and they be like, nigga, we just got these. Mm-hmm. Where, where, how did you even have access to those? So for some niggas, bro, they do join a gang, not knowing that the gang has access to this and is over here doing this, or even know like a kilo of heroin. Some niggas be like heroin coming kilos. That makes sense, and I understand that completely from those who are in the gang. Like what you just said, like I'm in the gang. I need a family. I'm in the gang because I'm in here. His, I don't. I and I don't. You know way more than me. But I, with his, it's like the gang is a money. Let me tell you something. Let me tell you something, bro. I'm gonna tell you this one right now. I wouldn't invite no any nigga that we found on this just a dope ass production shit. It's it's certain shit he would never know about me. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I feel like Takashi is one of those niggas that, like, he was found by some real niggas for this. He was found for Treyway Entertainment. But that don't mean you know about nine trade a gang. That's, that you mean. hang around some niggas that do this, bro. But, TJ, if niggas swoop you up for how many gang members you hang around in a week, you would go, you you would get life. Niggas, if niggas swoop you up for how many gang members at your grandma's house, you would get life. 
I don't know. His situation, I just, I, I have a hard time. You don't know shit it. about what none of them doing. Nope. You don't hang, you don't do none of the activities with them. You fuck with them in a certain capacity. They still your niggas and you love them to death. Is that is that his thing though? Like the capacity he fucked with him or made it perceived like he fucked with him? Have you ever been somewhere with one of your uncles at gangbang and somebody showed you some respect you wouldn't have got on your own? Absolutely. Did you so did you not just benefit from all the shit that this nigga just did in the streets? Okay, but that's a little different. We kind of I like, don't think so. You don't think so, but like I've been TJ, you've been places with your yes. pops and the shit that your pops has done has carried over to make niggas be like, hey man, you want a free you want some free food? I mean, no, I understand the power of like respect and whatever, but like him, I just feel like you put yourself. But you just in never lane. asked how your pops got that respect, bro. You never stopped to be like, "Yo, pop, how, why, why these niggas give you free shit?" And even if you did, he probably just didn't tell you. This niggas, people just so happened to might have told him, like, "Oh, nah, I just did some shit back in the day." Like, Whoa, what? Okay, but see, even in those scenarios, like, like I understand those, but like even with him, like those are people who I guess I don't know. These are my loved ones. These are my friends. These are people that wouldn't necessarily. No, no. But I'm saying they wouldn't put me in a spot. I feel like if it was like, oh, shit, we all going down. They'd be like, get him the fuck out of here. With him, I don't feel like he did that with people who were like was really in his zone. Like they were. He was always a fucking. He was a bad. And I, and I guess that's what brings me to the snitching versus telling point. If you was that nigga and the niggas that was around you wasn't. It's not doing a part and being like, yo, who says he didn't do his part? Who says he wasn't the rapper that just did his part as a rapper and it's now time for the gang members to do their part and be like, that nigga was just a rapper. Just how they were saying it, all the tap calls and everything. Why are you not saying that to the feds now? Why you won't go in there and be like, that nigga was a rapper. He don't know shit. He can't tell on me. You try to indict me based off the shit he said. Oh, well, Y'all we can, fucked. We can How about, go back to them. because like, that's, with, that, with, my, no. that is my point. You putting this nigga in a position to snitch. If you walk in there and go, he ain't do shit. This all on me. Figure out how the fuck I did it. Oh, no. On this whole thing, I've always looked at like the rappers and street niggas, like, where was your, like, street nigga? Where was acu- your street compass, your yeah, street where acumen? was your street yeah. nigga acumen to go, we shouldn't have We always want to put this on Takashi, bro. You street niggas that knew Takashi was a rat and all Why? Where's you nigga street acumen? How, how come y'all don't know y'all homeboy that come home and throw a party and get all the bitches in? How y'all didn't know he was a rat when y'all seen him? My thing is, you knew he was a rat when you got him. Like, here's the, like, here's the thing. Like, That'd be my thing. Street niggas always want to pass it off. Is this, bro, I love this nigga. I did no. this for him, and he ratted. No, you, you picked knew, a rat. You knew he was a bitch nigga when you got him. You knew he was going to exploit him. You knew he was going to extort him. So you should have known from jump, this is not the motherfucker so I need around So that's my whole point, nothing. bro, is that for me, I don't look at what Takashi doing to snitch. I look at him as a civilian who telling. He a civilian who telling. You put any civilian around some real-ass gang members Shit. and tell that nigga... That you have every bit of protection that these gang members offer. You get every bit of respect that these gang members offer. You show me how many civilians is really, 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 really going to go, I'm good. No, I don't, want, I don't want anything to do with this. Most niggas going to be like, wait, what? I can just If I just walk up and be like, hey, I know Suge Knight. I can get into Playhouse. Are these civilian nigga, civilians, though? Bro, niggas who just are pedestrian of black culture. I feel oh, like if you well, pedestrian a black culture, okay, you know well, who Suge yeah. Knight is. You pedestrian a black culture, you know who Top Dog is. You pedestrian a black culture, you know who yeah, Jay I, Prince is. I guess like I'm always looking through like our lens because if a nigga comes up and offers me, hey man, we're gonna give you this. I know on the back end, why are y'all giving me this? Like I know y'all want something out of this. No, you, know? you think the fair exchange is just the, your talent. Niggas think talent is more is enough of a fair exchange. People do not realize that they are the ones. Are, I know people always hear the story of selling your soul and selling their life. In my opinion, I just don't think niggas be hearing, be thinking. They always think like, oh no, they just want my talent. Like I got talent, so they don't they don't need my life. They just they just want my talent. So I don't have to sell my soul to these people because I have talent. 
I guess like when I think, and I'm, and I know this might sound like, and I'm not trying to sound like arrogant or anything, but how many times do you have that? Because you know we've watched like half the people we've talked about here, we've watched that story unfold. At what point do you go, hey man, let me just take like not even just say hey, fuck this shit, but you take a step back and go, maybe I should just like think. Can I get like if two that was, days? If that to was the case, it? we wouldn't have a crack epidemic. We wouldn't have the opioid epidemic. Well, clearly. We wouldn't have any epidemics that happened because people seen other people do something and fail and then didn't think they had the immunity to it. TJ, that is the way of humanity. I see you fail from it. That is exactly why you bumped your head in life the same exact, some of the same exact ways your father bumped his head. You want to know why? Because he taught you about it. He said, TJ, don't do this because you're going to bump it into this. Don't do this. Don't do this. Don't do this. Don't do it. And you still did it. That is how life works. That is why we can athletes can see other athletes before them go broke three to four years after leaving the league and still spend how they seen those guys spend, still live how they seen those guys live. That is how this works. Is that everybody feels they have an immunity to the situation they just seen the next person go through because you're stronger than them. You're better. You're smarter than them. So you can see the situation better than them. Everybody just gives themselves too much credit. So it's just like a bunch of hubris. I if that's said. what you want to label it, it that's just, fine. Yeah, it to me, like I just think it's a whole bunch of human experience. A whole bunch of human experience is to think you have all experience. supposed to help you to evolve, though. If but even evolving, with your evolution, that doesn't mean you fully encompass or fully understand the idea of what you're up against. That doesn't fully know that. That doesn't mean you fully know what you're, what, what's challenging you. Just because evolution takes place, that does not mean you are fully at the match of you, whatever you are competing against. Yeah, I mean, no. As I, human I, beings, we have evolved. That don't mean we still as strong as a gorilla yet. Oh no, 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 not like that. But what you're saying, even still, like you, it, how do I say? You have to make certain adjustments. I have bumped my head in ways my father has, but there are also bumps I'll never take. Like I and know it's fine, but that's what I'm saying. Like when I look at their situations, it's and like the bump he didn't can, take was he didn't actually shoot a gun. He didn't actually. It was times that in the transcripts you could see where they was like, "Yo, get you hold this gun and or threw guns in his lap." And he was like, "I'm too famous to get out holding a gun." He says that in some of his transcripts about some of the things that he's done. Yeah, you understand? Don't hold the gun no more. Cause guess what? We seen Shine hold the gun, mm-hmm. and we seen Shine do ten years. So now, nigga, going, I could just be around it, but I ain't gonna hold no guns. I'm not gonna do nothing. I'm just gonna fuck with my people who in the hood. But now he's the evolution of it that make you realize that you can't even hang with these niggas because you ain't gotta hold the. But guess what? That's just. That evolution is not all that that next step in the evolution is very rare that niggas is prepared for life on step two, bro. Like you you start off at step one. By the time you take your next step, it's your final step. That's very, very rare and shit. So for this nigga to be the step two in a situation in reality. Like what we even if you want to go Bobby Schmurder, like Schmurder was still in the hood doing shit himself. I forgot about him. I'm like, shit. But Bobby Schmurder was still in the hood doing shit himself. Niggas Mm -hmm. knew Bobby Schmurder was still who he was in these streets. Takashi wasn't nobody in the street. Smurder was actually somebody in the street. So if you want to go, he was the first instance of the situation because Shine outdates who these young niggas is. Cool. Bobby Smurder was the first case. He was a nigga who was actually active in the streets. So Takashi was like, yo, I ain't going to actually be active. I'm going to just fuck with the streets. Cool. He fucks with him and he realized that it's just almost like you have to disassociate yourself at home. If you from Brooklyn and you know mad Brooklyn, Brooklyn Bloods, Cribs, you from Compton, you from Inglewood, you from Watts, whatever you from, and you just know mad niggas from the hood, even if you, that's like Kendrick. That's like really like a Kendrick, bro. That's like, what, imagine Kendrick getting swooped up because he, for the To Pimp a Butterfly, it's some real gang members on that cover. Mm-hmm. Imagine if Kendrick was a nigga that got swooped up just because his associations with niggas who was really out here in these streets. Nigga literally on his album told a story about Top Dog almost killing his father because of a robbery. So you can't say this nigga ain't associated with some real ass niggas. Like, what's, what we doing? You, gonna, you mean to tell me that it's not some niggas from, from some of these places that's still active, bro? Jeezy just did a whole documentary talking about Duncan Block and all the places. You mean to tell mm-hmm. me it's not some niggas from Duncan Block that's still active? 
I wouldn't say that. I just so I don't my know. thing is I, I think like... it's a pick and choose who you gonna so happen to go after with this. Yeah, and I feel like to pick and choose, I do feel like you kind of put yourself in a spot. Like you even said with um with Kendrick, I feel like you do kind of put yourself in a spot where you're dealing with the ones who are active like that. Like you can't like you're not gonna distance the throw like away. Even up. my neighbors think I'm selling dope. Like we forget J. Cole at house actually got raided because of the niggas he seen there or because of the niggas the neighbors seen there. Yeah. How do we distinguish this? Like how do why why is hip hop art I don't know. I feel like at some point Kendrick won a Pulitzer and talks about I know, and I think with, I think with Kendrick's also the same way, like, or I guess his a little bit of Kendrick's difference to me, I guess as far as him and like Takashi is like Kendrick has never, I guess, presented like I am like out here like that. I am a product of this environment, and I'm gonna tell my story for my, I don't know, like my environment or whatever. I think Blicky Sticky Man also acted like he was really with the shits as well. I think that is a bit of an issue in the hip hop community, as far as how his issues have gone legally i feel like kendrick at least is some smart point is like look bro like i love y'all i fuck with y'all like as my family as my homies but i cannot necessarily associate in this depth of a nigga who's literally out here yesterday so dope where i feel like oh boy might have literally been like all right man i'm gonna get off stage i'm gonna go hang out with this nigga who i know just sold up just shot somebody so now i can be like i just feel like he didn't make i'm not saying you have to necessarily get rid of those people but you you put yourself in a spot where it's like okay bro like if i'm not gonna if I'm not, if you're not gonna allow me to put you on, so you can just join the team the right way, then I gotta just nigga like because you gonna get you, it's gonna come down. You gonna get cracked on you, and like he just didn't, he didn't separate himself. At least that's how I view it. I don't know if that's once again I haven't paid attention too much to this shit. You've told me more today than I knew shit all week, but I do think that might. If I'm looking at this just from what little I know, I kind of feel like that might have been his shit. But I don't know if Kendrick was out here like you know living the dream as well, but. No, and I'm not saying that. I'm not. I'm not even. Please don't think that I'm saying. No, that. yeah. No, I no. Just, I'm not I saying feel, for you. I'm saying for those oh, that are listening. Yeah, I feel like that might have been. Talking. He just made. That's what I'm saying. Like he made. Yeah, I goofy understand. nigga mistakes. I get it. I just still think that how we pick and choose and what people are picking and choosing in hip hop to use as life in what they're choosing and allowing to be art is based on palette. Like, it's based on what I like to see and what I'm okay with if I'm an FBI agent or if I'm the hip-hop police or if I'm these people. It's so it's what I'm okay with. Like, like we look back and Uncle Luke and these guys got, got knocked for ass. Like, ass. They had to go to, to the Supreme <laughs> Court for ass. Yeah. No, in reality, think any beach that you go to that in was, life, you see ass. Them niggas was the first nigga to suffer cancel culture or to beat it. They I had to say. create the parental advisory sticker. Yep. But my, that's because of ass. Everybody loves ass. But this is my thing, though. Booty. Like, real booty. Like, booty more important than water, man. <laughs> <laughs> booty more important. Booty. It's always weird like this. Yeah. Like these, like, politics and fucking, like, So that's my whole thing is that what we're, like, what we're allowing them to prosecute from hip-hop is kind of weird to me. Like, when do we stop letting them prosecute booty and hip-hop? These motherfuckers are up here talking about ass. Ray Charles was blind fucking F- shooting heroin in the bathroom with Margie. Everybody's fuck, talked about ass. Fucking her and putting her head in the toilet, but I can't listen to Luke. Come on. It's terrible. And this is my thing is that after these guys get snatched up, it's like, oh, he's a snitch. Uh, nigga, he was never. He was an actor. Yeah, I invested too much in an actor. 
Well, yeah, with that, like, like I would yeah. never take Idris Elba to the hood and make him move in and like get him put on my hood. I would never see Idris Elba from Takers and be like, "Yo, bro, I gotta, I gotta credit union downtown." Well, no, yeah, I feel like I do no, feel like man. there's not enough just mirroring on the niggas who are in the life. Like nobody, I like you can't. I'm not gonna judge nobody for the lifestyle that was given to you, but you had to know, my nigga. Like I'm not gonna bring this regular ass no. nigga. Into the fucking no, into the frame. I'm not gonna let niggas take. Uh, yeah, the gangsters. The that's gangsters, what I'm saying. Yeah, that's that's, that's what I'm talking about. Like I'm, I'm, you not. Nobody in there was like, "Hey, man, does anybody think it's really dumb yeah, to have this to nigga me, around?" I, like, I, I just think it's 100 percent their fault to be like, "Yo, nigga," I think that he should have been a nigga that was like, "Meet us at the studio and then leave the studio." Mm-hmm. Meet us at the studio, then leave the studio. Like, if you that much of an artist, listen to us in the studio, say gang words and say gang things, and maybe that was what he said, or maybe that was enough to get him caught up in shit. But to me, I just think, like, I don't know. If I got a nigga who do certain shit, that's just what I'm going to do. Like, I'm going to keep you in the environment of what you do. If you're a rapper, I'm going to keep you in a rap environment. Mm-hmm. If you, I don't know, if a nigga do math well, I'm not going to just take him to the car wash. I don't know. I don't even know why that makes sense. But it's just, he don't do that well. No, I do think that the You niggas, do math well, I'm not taking you to a spelling bee. I'm not trying to, like, up, like, oh, yeah, man, like, you guys should have kept your fucking drug and murder activities but if that's what you're gonna do my nigga like you do not bring the non-drug murder yeah nigga. i just don't bring certain people around certain situations and i think it's more so on the niggas that is involved in shit bro like if you don't want somebody to know something you the old saying is if i don't tell you you can't testify against me I can do bad the less you know the less you know the better it is mm-hmm. every saying that comes from criminals Goes back to the, the less you know. I don't take certain people certain places because I don't want them to know that. Because, number one, it might hurt them to know that. In more ways than one. Oh, yeah. I definitely don't think that the, the them niggas are getting enough criticism. Like, I know it's funny that, like, even me personally, like, I've made fun of Takashi and all this shit. But it's like, bro, somebody can look back at these niggas like, yeah. Everybody just keep going, you know what you signed up for. Maybe the nigga didn't. They Maybe what, he didn't. Even them, like, you niggas knew. Or here's y'all thing. knew what y'all was signing y'all, that nigga yeah, up for. You knew what you signed up for when you put a nigga but in that here that was But that little nigga ain't that know nigga. that he was signing up for the blickies and the stickies. Here's the thing. At anything, you knew. Here's, I, I don't know, like, on who's, what's the... Not to say it's army, the biggest gang in the world. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, fucking military. You know, like, this nigga made it through basic and all this great shit. But you know good and fucking well that Sergeant... He's not a Navy SEAL. Bro, you know, Sergeant, what the fuck? That nigga will will clear out an entire fucking village by himself. This nigga here has been struggling to load this gun since basic. <laughs> like, you kind of, like, you just, like, you know, he's a good soldier. He's, you know... He follows you, directions bro, well. He finishes that, laps on time. I, I'm not a soldier, but you look at all these goofy-ass movies. There's one nigga who's a fucking higher-up, but you know what he does? He files papers, and he shines the general shoes, but that nigga has never popped a gun. So you kind of, it like, to look for, to look to criticize them, like, you niggas, even if you wanted him here, you should have put him in a place where he couldn't fuck with y'all. 100%. Yeah. Everybody has a role. I've been involved in things that was just like, hey, we're going to steal some candy out the store. I just need you to go distract the cashier. They didn't ask me to put no Snickers in my pockets. Nine times out of ten, they just told you to go 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 distract the cashier. What they was gonna do? They said go over here and fuck with her. Yeah, go talk to the cashier real quick. Come on and do that funny. Like they didn't even you didn't even do that funny thing. You do go over there and do that funny thing to her. That was it. They didn't even. We would walk out and it would be three candy bars and they would take two and I would get one and it would be like yo. This is this is. When did y'all shut up, man? When did y'all get that? Hey, man, don't worry about it. When you, and that's just how it went. Mm -hmm. Niggas would never tell me what part of the. What I was doing was they getting the candy bars. I just knew we would leave out with candy bars. 
Some niggas just know they leave out with candy bars. And I know somebody gonna be like, y'all know y'all didn't have no money when y'all went to get candy bars. No, I didn't know. <laughs> I never lived in that nigga pocket. I never dug in his pocket when I picked him up. That's like a nigga being like, you knew he had a gun on him. That's like if I got my gun with me while I'm in your car, you're like, I never digged in his man bag. I don't know that he had his gun with him. That's just life. So yeah. for some niggas, I feel like we got to stop being like, yo, this nigga's snitching. Maybe he telling. <laughs> telling is for civilian ass niggas. If you a civilian, and this is the whole point. If you a civilian, telling is for you. The police is for you. I just thought about, like, I know people, like, criticize, like, him still, I'm sure. But, like, we got a really, we got a whole movie on, like, Frank Lucas, who, like. You niggas ain't never seen Donnie Brasco? Oh, yeah. You niggas ain't never seen Donnie Brasco, huh? Has anybody never seen it? I think niggas, I think maybe because this concept is so far-fetched of a nigga infiltrating something and then making it all go down, this is so far-fetched. Niggas, have y'all never seen Donnie Brasco? Fuck Frank Lucas. Donnie fucking Brasco. This man infiltrated the fucking mob and made the whole Lacoste Nostra fall. He knew what he did, signed up for. His whiteness then kicked in. Who was that? Kyrie. <laughs> and he telling it all. <laughs> Kyrie, I we agree to disagree. I don't think people f- fully know what they're getting themselves into when they come to the hood. Like, when they come to dabble in the certain parts of our culture, I don't think people know what they're doing. That's like when you see white people try to cook gumbo. You don't fully know what the fuck is going on over here. You've seen it, and it look good, and it look interesting, and you want something to do with it. Now you're trying to fuck around and do it your goddamn self, and you about to fuck up $100 worth of goddamn seafood. I don't even know what that looked like, but I got legit, like, irritated, offended, like, at the thought of that. Like, I, Bro, think about this. Like, nah. to me, that's the same thing. Is this a white person trying to make gumbo? This nigga tried to make gumbo, but he didn't know nothing about none of the seasonings. He just thought that if you put some, get some water and get some seasoning and get some sausage and some shrimp and some rice and throw it all in there together, it was going to taste a certain way. No. Hell no. That's what the problem is. <laughs> so what's wrong with you motherfuckers right That's now? That's really man. what's wrong with these motherfuckers right now, man. Niggas really be thinking that you can just add this. They don't understand the intricacies of certain shit. Yes, if I love Mexico, but if I go to Mexico right now, I'm being cautious about shit. You know why I'm being cautious? Because I don't know the intricacies of this shit. So I don't want to run around into a, and run into a Mexican mafia person. When I go to Chicago, I'm careful because I know if I turn my hat the wrong way, I can get killed. Yeah. Is that... So is that on... Like, cause what's Takashi? Like twenty, whatever, twenty something. Twenty one. He's twenty one. Yeah, that nigga's a kid. Okay, he so literally no. just so was able on. to start drinking when he started rapping. Okay, cool. That that actually plays into this point. So is that a hundred percent on him, or is that on I don't know whatever OG that was or was not there to like? Cause that seems like to be a topic in hip hop, and in our like, there is not a van. Like to me, you and me seem like fucking anomalies half the time when niggas talk. That there is like a one, two, three, four, five motherfuckers who were of the old guard to be like, look. You might not run this exactly like I did it because you're younger. You have a different generation. But these principles are how you should run your life, nigga. Now, whatever little intricate way you want to do it as a like because you live in a different world. But this right here, like there is a good blueprint of shit that I learned from niggas way older than me. And I don't know, like sometimes it does seem like younger niggas might not have this. So is that their fault or problem to the old guard? I think I think it's probably a problem to the old guard, if you ask me, because to me, TJ, I think it's three. I think it's three classes of niggas. I think you got OGs. Mm-hmm. I think you got old heads. And I just think you got old niggas. <laughs> I think when you look at an old nigga, old nigga just a nigga that's just around. Like, old ass nigga, get the fuck out of my face. Yeah. Just an old fuck nigga. Just mm-hmm. old fuck nigga. The nigga that when all the real niggas, it's your sister. Like, 
not not you specifically, but you know how yes. niggas be like, it's my sister daddy. Yeah. It's my sister daddy. Mm-hmm. The old niggas is your sister daddy. I think you got old heads. Old heads is niggas is that know something, but they got to talk so much shit to you to get to teach it to you. I don't know how y'all youngsters don't know how to change no tire. That's don't make no sense. Y'all don't know who taught y'all. Y'all don't know nothing. I tell you, boy, back in my day, you had to, I had a job when I was 13. I had a lemonade stand. I had a paper route. I worked at the oil refinery. And you'd be like, shut the fuck up, you old nigga. Just help me figure this out. And then you got OG niggas that just be like, yo, youngster, let me help you with that real quick, man. You got you a flat tire real quick. Let me pull up. You know, let me help you out with that, man. Let me. You got a jack. If not, I got one in the car. I'll show you. Keep, Man, you got to keep you one of these youngsters to get you then you gonna do it. But see, to me, that's even some old heads, though. Like, to me, I I was raised by the OGs. My OGs never had no problem just showing me because the things that they were showing me for life was just the life that they lived anyway. It was just a game. So to me, my OGs ain't never had no problem with showing me none that they were, that I was fucking up on because really they was modeling in everything that they did, the way that they walked, the way that they talked. So when they heard me saying something crazy, it didn't take them nothing to have to, to, have to stop for a second and give me some game because they was naturally doing it anyway. True. So to me, that's the difference. I think now you just got you got to look at what you got and who you around. I grew up around OG niggas. You grew up around OG niggas. So when you talk to the nigga, when, when, when now for us we easily giving a game to niggas. You look at young niggas like Bo Jackman or or like a Lula the Ruler. Like them is our youngest. So um, Christian and 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 and, and um, oh Angelo from from Dirty Laundry. Like when we see them, we just we just get them the game naturally because them is our youngest. We they we they OGs. But we not old heads to these niggas and cursing them out. And I don't understand how y'all don't know this. And this, this. Nah, we telling them like, nah, little bro, you got to keep a job. You got to keep some money in your pockets. You got to keep some cologne on. You got to make sure you open the door for your ladies. And little shit, like whatever it is, no matter how minute, that's just OG shit, bro. Yeah. We ain't, and we modeling in that. So we don't, we don't take no problem for us to be able. To me, I think the niggas just went around on niggas. I was modeling stand-up shit even amongst each other. Like I said, the homie just, he poached Takashi from one of his niggas in the hood. Instead of just being like, we can all eat off this and let's just keep it going long enough that we can all get rich. Nigga was like, nah, I'm getting rich first and the rest of y'all niggas get it how y'all live. To me, that, that, that shit come back to like just the whole dynamics of the group, bro. Yeah. And I don't think he was even a smart enough nigga to understand that. Like, he look at that like, oh, Shotty taking care of me. Not no, not thinking that, yo, Shotty been knowing this nigga that he just fucked over for 15 years exactly. for me. That he been, yeah. he don't know to look for that. He's just looking for somebody that just cared for me. This nigga ain't got no pops. Mom's is sick. You know, fucking immigrant. Whole life can't really go out here. These is the first niggas he's having camaraderie with. He's seeing one nigga that's just riding for him relentlessly, un- unconditionally, even riding on his own homeboys for him. You think that nigga really protecting you? That's, that's like I've taken right, you around some niggas that that been in some real sketchy places, and I was in that motherfucker going, "Yo, nah, he cool, he cool, he cool." In your head, you think, "Oh, my nigga, he got me. My nigga, he got me. My nigga, he got me." But then, if I was a nigga that turned around ten minutes later and set you up with these same niggas, you wouldn't have been expecting that. To me, that's what happened in Youngin. Like, well, no, like, yeah, like, like the more I like, I like you answered the same way I was thinking because I'm just like, yeah, like the more I think about this, it's just like. Sure, you can give blame to a certain degree, but I just always do kind of think of things like there's more than just this situation. Like it's a bigger blanket thing of I don't know that that turns into a community issue though because there's a lot of that with our shit. Period. No, without a doubt, without a doubt. But I just think he he fell victim to the flaws of some of, of our community. And I'm not going to say it's a POC thing because I think when you lump everybody in, you get the assumption that everybody OGs and everybody's situations culturally are the same. I just think he fell victim to, like, one of the pitfalls of, like, our culture that people don't be knowing about. Like, everybody's snakes don't always look the same. Like, you get a snake from Africa and you get a snake from Mexico, they're not going to look the same. They're going to have different patterns. They're going to have different venomous bites. They're going to have different all that shit. 
the habitat that a nigga came from can make him more dangerous than the next nigga. Absolutely. Just because you came from a hood here don't mean that it's equivalent to how dirty or how fucked up or how scandalous my hood is over here. Oh, I, I don't think my nigga was just equipped for that. Like, I just don't think he knew. Like, no, just yeah, to keep no, it he, Yeah, he definitely was in some shit that he had no more fucking business. I can see that. Yeah, so my whole thing is, like, I'm looking at this little nigga like, bro, is he snitching or is he telling? Like, he telling what the fuck happened. Y'all some dumbasses for putting him in a position to tell. I ain't, I ain't, don't get me wrong. I don't agree with what he's doing. I'm not condoning it. But I also think it's some accountability that's left for the niggas in the hood that brought him in. Oh, no, they definitely got to, like, you know, fucking, uh, you know, we got you know, to take this shit back. We got to do some trainings. You know, everybody, yeah, you know, no. we got to got to put some pamphlets out. The we, hood we, need to have yeah. a convention. Y'all need yeah, to get everybody yeah, together for a weekend. We need to call HR. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, go down to North Carolina or something, get a cabin. Yeah. And sit everybody down you know, and go like, to, these, you know, these are the hood nice, uh, rules. What's that shit? You can go to a nice, nice Hyatt. You know what I'm saying? Get, get a continental breakfast. Yeah, something like that. that. Just bagels and muffins. <laughs> yeah, you know, all the bloods got to just come together and, and you know. Get hey, this. man, you heard what happened while we having the convention, right? No, what happened, man? Somebody snitched. Somebody snitched. That's why we having the convention. Man, that's crazy. Yeah, like yep. you need to get you one of them. Yeah, it needs to be pamphlets and shit. Yep, handouts, little notebooks that they can keep power, with them while they game banging. PowerPoints. A lot of PowerPoints. PowerPoints yeah. powerful. PowerPoints, yeah, PowerPoints, PowerPoints guest speakers. Because you get your point across in a powerful way. That's why it's PowerPoint. Yeah. That's 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 really a, a good thing to do. Um, I guess that's the end of the episode, y'all. It's about to be 5 o'clock. Yeah, pretty much, man. Um, uh, y'all follow on Instagram, Snapchat, Just a Dope Ass Pod, Just a Dope Ass Podcast. Kyrie, keep on making comments. What is Kyrie saying now? Um, Hurry up. Kyrie, close out the show. <laughs> that's a hard 20. I forget. I'm reading this shit late. That's All right. It's taking us too long to read it. It is, so, uh, man. But uh, thank shout y'all out to Kyrie. Again. Shout out to the Good News Gang. Shout out yeah. to everybody. Shout out to the family, man. Shout out to everybody. Thank y'all for listening. Y'all tune in. Um, Listen on Insta- I mean Snapchat or Snapchat. Listen on Snapchat. Listen on, listen Snapchat on Apple. <laughs> listen on SoundCloud. Spotify. Also find us here on the Good News app. Y'all can stream you know, us or any other too. show. We on iHeart as well? I guess. Shout out to iHeart Radio. Yeah, y'all must. Like, I, I didn't know we was on iHeart. We on iHeart as well. I found shout that out shit out the other day, nigga. Google it. I was like, oh, shit, we out here, nigga. We pumping. Liddy. All right, y'all. Peace. All right, go.